0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith.
1: In Revelation, it says that He has the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and He is alive forevermore. That is our hope. The worst in this world that could happen to you the story doesn't finish here it continues over there we believe that God will right every wrong that he'll fulfill all righteousness and it doesn't always happen in this world
0: reaching up high with arms open wide we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and All of us have made plans or dreamed dreams only to see those plans fall through. When this happens, we can lose hope. In today's message from Luke chapter seven, Pastor Ed reminds us that we need never lose hope because of Jesus. When Christ rose from the dead, he ensured a bright eternal future for all of God's children. Even if we die on earth, we have the promise of eternal life with the Lord. This fact alone gives us peace in all circumstances and helps us bravely endure the disappointments of this world. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, God helps his people.
1: Building in faith. We don't always understand God's ways, but he is aware of us. He knows our name. Jesus said he was moved with compassion. The text says, someone has said, hope is like the sun which as we journey toward it, cast the shadow of our burden behind us. I like that. Just start journeying towards the Son of Righteousness. Start going towards our Lord Jesus Christ, and you will find someone coming towards you who is compassionate, who cares, who's concerned. When your hope dies, go to the one who can resurrect it. Go to the one who can bring healing. Go to the one who can change the circumstance. I remember as a young man the embarrassment that I carried with me as I went through school. I lived in an all Catholic neighborhood in a time when people didn't get divorced. And I remember lying as a kid. I wasn't saved then. But I would sometimes tell people when they asked me, where's your father? Oh, my father's in the armed services. He's serving in the military. That's why he's not here. Because we'd go to the baseball game and I was there by myself. We'd have the teachers' meetings and it was just mom and me and dad was never there. And there was a wound deep in my heart. Dad wasn't there. When I got saved... Jesus took that wound and he began to heal it and so as I took youth ministry on and children's ministry I said to the single parents and it was becoming more frequent in the late 70s and 80s I said I want to spend time with your son I want to spend time with your daughter and I began to mentor and become a father to the fatherless And in becoming a father to the fatherless, God began to heal my heart. Jesus knows our hurt. And he has a way of healing those hurts. Sometimes those ways aren't always that obvious to us. But we can trust that he will do it in his good timing. Psalm Thirty three eighteen says this, But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. His heart overflows with compassion and in the midst of a funeral service where I am burying my hope. Jesus comes. It's a divine appointment. It's 25 miles from Capernaum to Nahum. There in Nain... It's a small little town, even to today. It's maybe 200 people in that small community in Israel. Jesus could have come a day earlier or a day later and he would have missed it. Or an hour earlier or an hour later or he would have missed it. Or 12 minutes later or earlier and he would have missed this crowd coming out of the gate in this funeral procession because the cemetery was a 10 minute walk from the gate of the city the compassion of Jesus but there's something else he's not only compassionate he is all powerful there is life giving power look at verse 14 it's amazing Jesus went over and touched the stretcher on which the people were carrying the dead boy and they stopped and Jesus said young man get up I like the name that Jesus is given by Peter. Peter calls Jesus in Acts chapter 15, third, uh, chapter three, rather, verse 15, "The Prince of life." Here's a procession of death coming. They're beating the drums. The mother is weeping and crying. Others are wailing and mourning. Behind the flutes are playing. They're going with this heavy sense of sadness and oppression, marching to the cemetery. On the other hand, here comes Jesus. His words filled with life and power. He's teaching his disciples. It had been a long day, 25 miles, a long walk. But Jesus was on a divine appointment. He was on a divine mission. There, death met the prince of life and death could not hold its captive. It's the picture of what Jesus does when he faces and encounters death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He said, he that believeth in me shall never die. There's that hope that you and I have. I don't know if you're like I am, but every time I see a funeral procession, I try and pull my car over to the side or try and make sure that uh, I'm not in their way. Please do that if a funeral comes by. Uh, Treat the family respectfully. But as the hearse leads the way and you see the long train of cars, I always ask, The question, Lord, do they know you? Are they saved? Are they born again? And I always pray the prayer, Lord, speak to that family. Comfort them. May they come to know you. But as this procession came, here was this woman, a nobody. Yes, a nobody. She had no station in life. She had no position. She was merely a widow dependent upon the kindness of the community, the generosity of others. Her life was literally over. Past, filled with sorrow at the loss of her husband. The present, filled with pain at the loss of her son. The future, as bleak as bleak could be in that culture. But Jesus sees her and he's moved with compassion and the prince of life violates the custom really as he steps over and touches that casket it's an open casket it's it's more like a stretcher with the young man wrapped up in linen he he goes out and he stops it he tells the woman, don't weep. Now, you don't do that at a funeral unless you're going to raise that child. <laughs> but he says, he says to the woman, don't weep. A prophetic word because he knew what he was going to do. He was going to raise that child from the grave. And look at Jesus. Not like Elijah the prophet. Not like Elisha the prophet. Not even like Peter in Acts chapter 9. When the dead are raised, they, they, they pray fervently. They lay their body on the... They... they Fervently seek God in intercession. Look at how Jesus speaks. Hear his words. Young man, get up. Only God can speak like that. Only God can speak like that. Young man, get up. And immediately the life-giving power flows into that child's body and he sits up and he starts talking. I don't know what he talks about. Maybe he talks about heaven. Maybe he starts telling him what he's seen on the other side. But he's sitting up now. Maybe he's talking, hey mom, I gotta tell you about the angels that are beyond. I gotta tell you about dad that I saw on the other side. I don't know how the conversation goes. But I know that the Bible says he starts talking and Jesus goes up to that boy and so beautifully takes him and gives them to his mother. Sometimes in the midst of life, we lose hope. A relationship breaks down. A marriage is rent in two. A change in our health. Something dies within us. Jesus is the resurrection. He can raise us in spite of that situation. Now, I have seen people in the hospital ready to leave this world and step into the next world with a smile on their face, joy in their heart, hope inside of them because they know that they know who's going to greet them on the other side. See, Jesus gives us hope in the most difficult of circumstances. But I remember when Joyce was attending Southeastern Bible College, she was dating a young man. And I guess they sort of liked each other. And so Joyce told me that... um, Don't laugh yet, I didn't get started. (laughs) Joyce told me that she would write her name Joyce Jones. That was the name of the young boy that she was dating. And... It broke up. And uh, she was in a lot of pain after that. And she just wondered, I don't know. Well, God resurrected that hope when Ed Jones came along. <laughs> and she did eventually write Joyce Jones. You may be in a situation where you feel like the world crashes in and it closes in on you. And you may look and say, I don't know if I have a tomorrow. But God wants you to know that you have a tomorrow. If you're following Jesus, you're following the resurrection and the life. He resurrects hopes. It may not be the way you think or see or imagine. But God may have something better. But Trust Him. Trust Him. I think of the ultimate when we face death. Just to know that I know that I know that he's a resurrection and the life. Every baptismal candidate that rises out of that water is testifying they believe in the resurrection. I know it's not Easter, but we could still be excited about the resurrection. (laughs) We could still be excited that Jesus Christ will raise us from the dead, that we have a hope that is more than just the few years in this world. It's forever and ever and ever. I like the words of the Apostle Paul who said, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? John J.I. Packer said, You could speak of Jesus rising as the most hopeful thing that has ever happened, and you would be right. Peter said, you killed the prince of life, but God raised him from the dead. In Revelation, it says that he has the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he is alive forevermore. That is our hope. The worst in this world that could happen to you The story doesn't finish here. It continues over there. We believe that God will right every wrong, that he'll fulfill all righteousness, and it doesn't always happen in this world. Yesterday, or rather Friday, I was at a wedding, and I went to the reception, and we sat down at the reception, and I was sitting next to a gentleman, and he said, Oh, good, I have some dirty jokes I want to tell you. I said, I don't think so. (laughs) So I was praying in my heart, I want to tell you something about Jesus. So finally the opportunity came up to talk to him about the Lord. And he brought up his defenses. And what he said was this. Well, there's a God out there, but I don't believe that uh, uh, he's the God of... uh, like Jesus Christ, he's he's a God out there. And I said, well, why do you feel that way? He said, well, there was a girl, she was three years old, and she had cancer behind her head, and she lost her eye, and she died. and, And he was really saying, because of the suffering in the world that he experienced and saw, how could God allow that? So my response was simple. God had one son, he sent him into this world, and he suffered. And that's what this world is about. It's about suffering. But in the midst of our suffering, we have a God who resurrects hope. He tells us that he will right every wrong, that he will complete the story, that the end doesn't just end with the graveyard, with the cemetery. And that's just an exit into a, an eternal life to come. Jesus at this point is showing who he is. He is God Almighty. He just speaks to the dead and they're raised from the grave. See, that's who Jesus is. He is God. And there will be a resurrection. And that is our hope. You can't live life without looking at the end first. That's why people are losing their way and and trying to find answers and they can't find answers because they're trying to live from the present. You can't live from the present. There's nothing to anchor on because the present is constantly changing and shifting and all sorts of things are happening. But if you anchor your soul that one day there's a God who's going to return to this world and judge the earth that God is going to right the wrongs that God is going to judge all men then you're going to be able to live in balance with a sense of destiny Helen Keller suffered from blindness and deafness suffered a lot but she was a Christian she could say I thank God daily that I have another life to look forward to a heaven filled with sights and sounds. Jesus said this, Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son and they will rise again.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I sometimes go and visit my mother's uh, grave site and I think about that. I'm going to see her again. There are times that I'd like to call someone up that, uh, like my mom or like one of my mentors who walked with God for years and now are in heaven. And I know that I can't. And I miss them. But I know, I know, I know. We will see them again. We will be with those who have gone on before us. That's the promise. Peter says in 1 Peter 1.3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We look at the compassion of Christ and know that he was moved with compassion. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know that he is the life giver. He's the prince of life. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You've heard it, I've heard about it. There are resurrections happening all over our world. People literally raised from the dead. It has happened in history, and it's happening in the current day. God is still performing miracles, and when he performs a miracle, the community rises up with faith and says, God, we know that because you live, we can live also. We can face every tomorrow. We have the response of this crowd That's an assuring presence of Christ. His presence is assuring. In verse 16, Then fear came upon all. They glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us. God has visited his people. Suddenly, as that young man is raised up and walking, and he's with his mother, the people begin praising God, worshiping God. And as they do that, they say, God has visited us Visited us. You know what's happening there? If you look at the story, name is only a few miles from where Elijah the prophet raised the widow's son. There's a parallel. It happened hundreds of years prior, but there's a parallel. In Elijah, it's a widow's son, an only son. He, ra- he raises that son from the dead and he gives that son back to his mother. Here Jesus is. It's a widow. Her only son, he raises the son from the dead, and he gives that son back to his mother. The wording is parallel. See, this was a divine echo. A divine echo. Immediately, they remembered yeah, God's done that before. God moved in Israel like that before. God's visiting us again. Go back. Into the journal of your walk with God. Remember those times of divine visitation where God interrupted the progress or what was going on in your life and suddenly he appeared and intervened and did something very supernatural where he resurrected hope. Go back into the Bible. The Bible should be the book of reference for us. We should live in the scriptures and these stories should be real to us. Uh-huh. Uh, when I when I feel God's presence moving in the congregation, it's not something unfamiliar to me. It's something I've read in the pages of scriptures. It's something I recall in my mind as I remember days gone by, when God's moved and when He's worked in my life. See, there's an echo going down. Yeah, uh uh uh-huh. This feels like God. Uh, This sounds like God. Uh, This is God. They said, God is visiting us again. And when they recognized and they saw that, suddenly they came up with this profound statement in Luke chapter 7. In Luke 7, They said, a great prophet appeared among us. They said, God has come to help his people. You're not in it alone. You're not in it by yourself. You're not journeying through earth solo. God with you, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, God right there. Now, you may not always know it, but he is. And if you'll just for a moment quiet your soul, still your heart, and listen, you may hear him calling your name. This person, their name is never mentioned. The name of the Son is never mentioned. Jesus didn't know them. Uh, they weren't, their names weren't even recorded in the scripture there. There is no such thing as a nobody in God's sight. Everybody is a somebody. And everybody, everybody is someone that God loves. And as you recognize that situation, you you look at it and say, you know... She didn't request help. It wasn't like the centurion earlier in the uh, preceding verses where a centurion who helped build a synagogue, who gave generously, who had a whole bunch of people coming and saying, listen, we're going to petition you, Jesus. Will you help this man? He deserves help. He's worthy of it. There were no intercessors, no people coming. She wasn't even praying. She wasn't even asking. But God surprised her. And God has surprises for his people when he walks in and he turns things around. And he performs a miracle. He does things like that. That's the type of God we serve. It was Robert Schuller who said, In the presence of hope, faith is born. Building
0: in faith. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching through the Gospel of Luke. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select Today's Date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on Today's Date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today you've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God, right here on Building in Faith. Your word